The first thing I want to say to that is maybe he needs a better uh, recruiter. He shouldn't be onboarding people. It really makes me wonder, like, who is out there that wants to have so much control over this data? A very um, common problem to have as a recruiter. Um, I mean, I, I see two sides to it, I think. Recruiting is Web3, world-class podcast. Let's get it, let's go. The topics of discussion you cannot get from another. Opportunities in Web3, we got you covered. Meta intro, been dope. Gotta thank you for the love and support that you give it. Keep it coming. We going up in Jazz B's interviews with the crews making moves. Let's see, it's a brand new world of NFTs. Join in, recruiting this podcast, yes please. Join in, recruiting this podcast, yes please. Meta Intro does not give financial advice. Information provided by Meta Intro is intended to be used and must be used for informational purposes only. Always do your own research on the companies that you apply to and the opportunities that you invest in. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Recruiting-ish podcast. We're here on episode seven. I'm here with the Meta Intro team. We've got Nick and Lacey. Say what's up. Hi. How's it going? Nick, where are you? You you have to say where you're live from. We are coming at you live right now from Quantum, Miami. This is a uh, apparently an annual conference that they do. It was originally called something around the American Bitcoin something. And uh, interesting turnout, interesting uh, organizations here. A lot of DeFi, um, some phantom folks. Uh, the talks are cool. And, you know, you cover these things for the people, right? And, uh, you know, very wide gambit of everyone, uh, everyone, you know, kind of Web3 based. People are doing games, GameFi, you got DeFi, um, some random things thrown in there. So cool turnout. It's a... Uh, you know, of course, in the heart of crypto land here in Miami. So, uh, you know, some people are getting distracted too, but uh, that's just the name of the game. Nice. Well, you, everybody who's there, make sure to say hey. And spoiler alert, if you follow our TikTok, there are some exciting content clips coming with uh, some tiny mics, but more to come on that. Yeah. Absolutely. We are walking around and we're doing, uh, yeah, we're, we're doing TikToks. We, uh, we we don't have merch at this one. We've got plenty of merch for the uh, coming conferences coming up. So, uh yeah, when you see us at the next one, be sure to, uh, you know, come find us. <laughs> there you go. Well, this episode is a little bit different. We're trying new formats. We're testing out new stuff. Um, on the last episode, we had a call to action um, through LinkedIn, through Twitter, the Discord on hiring hurdles, um, specifically candidates going through the process right now. What's challenging? Uh, what are they frustrated with? We asked them to send us a voice recording, kind of give us some insight. So we'll be reviewing a few of those today. I um, appreciate everybody that said those. Um, we'll continue to do these. So we'll give you some info on on how to do that going forward. But yeah, we'll kind of jump into it and, and hear what you guys are frustrated about, comment on it, hopefully give you some tips to navigate this, this kind of choppy water. Yeah, I'm super excited to try out this format. Um, it's, I haven't seen this done before in terms of like getting audio, you know, conversations with individuals about what's happening um, in their job search process. So I'm sure over the journey of us doing this, we're going to get some crazy, you know, crazy comments and, you know, people are super frustrated and, uh, you know, want to dish on their entire process and we'll get some more reserved ones. Um, and I'm sure we'll get stuff all over the map from community moderating related, employer rate related, developer related. So um, this is an interesting uh, journey to go down trying this format. For sure. For sure. Ready? Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah. Let's see what we got. Lynn, let's listen to what Crystal had to say here. Hey, Recruiting Ish team. Thank you for having me on the show. 
I just wanted to call in and say that when I'm hiring and recruiting other people, I get so frustrated how everything is inconsistent, everyone submitting the CVs, resumes, uh, always seem to be a little different. And I would really love a little bit more consistency. Do you guys have any recommendations on how we can get some kind of template for them? That sounds like Interesting. a very, a very um, common problem to have as a recruiter. Um, I mean, I, I see two sides to it. I think, you know, there are standard templates, um, but there's not an exact science to it. I think like each person and then each skill set, you you know, recruiters or hiring managers might be looking for something different. And I kind of like the idea that your resume tells your story. So it should be a little different, right? Like if everybody just had the same, you know, four bullets and this experience and education, it'd be hard to tell who stands out and who's putting a lot of effort into it. Um, but there is, you know, ways that you can still streamline that um, so that, you know, again, there is some consistency. I know, um, Lacey, you guys were talking about kind of optimizing resumes. You probably got some really good tips on, you know, just ways to at least have the core stuff, right? Yeah, core, core stuff, um, the experience, bullet point, very clear bullet points underneath that experience. I kind of thought that stuff's super standard. So maybe what she's specifically speaking about is um, the crypt, like the issue specific to the crypto space. Because generally speaking, like a resume is a resume. You know, and it's going to have all the same pattern. But I feel like her frustration is coming from, hey, this person says they're a smart contract developer and, you know, my CTO is putting them through an assessment test and they can, like, barely get through a full, you know, their first paragraph of code. Um, and maybe that's where the frustration is coming from, which is a total issue in the space right now is, like, how do you vet the, um, the quality of the candidate, the skill level of that candidate, in a field that's completely new. And it's really one of the things, it's one of the things that we are pretty much solving here, right? And then intro, because none of this stuff is standardized at all. I mean, you know, typically with programming, engineering, and things like that, you know, people get certifications. There's like really clear cut lines of how competent you are in certain things. Um, and I mean, you know, it's, you, Alex, you probably see all the time on Twitter, like these, uh, people that are posting up job interviews for web three startups and it's like oh, 10 years experience solidity like there's just a massive mismatch there right like someone was uh un unclear exactly on what the requirements are and what we're even hiring for so you know in crystal situation i can imagine if you're just getting resumes from like every which direction uh and whose fault is it right it's i don't know if it's uh you know one side or the other necessarily to, you know the people might not be entirely sure what they're applying for what the skill sets are uh, and then on the other end, you know, as a Web3 organization, we're kind of open to people with different backgrounds and everything. We all haven't been here forever, right? So it's, uh, you know, these things will get sorted out. And I like to think that we're helping kind of uh, trailblaze fixing it. Are you shamelessly plugging us right now? That sounds what I was... <laughs> Sounded like a show. A little bit of a show. Sounded like a show. Was this one planted? Um, no, it wasn't. So, But it's, I mean, it's a good point. It's a good point, right? Like the verification yeah. piece, I, like you said, like how do you verify somebody knows Java or any of these coding languages, right? Like they, they put it on there and mm -hmm. it's all over the place, weird formats, you know, the product that you guys are building. 
does help, right? Like it can shave down the verification piece of that. So maybe your resume can focus on what, you know, projects you've built and what your interests are versus, mm -hmm. you know, just the mumbo jumbo that comes through on random resumes, right? It's a mix. I wish I knew if she was a technical recruiter or a non-technical recruiter. I feel like that would kind of help us navigate our answer on this. Um, I think my answer, my in some, my answer to to her message is, I don't know. We're all trying to solve for that same problem. Know that you're not alone. <laughs> all recruiters. Well, and I, I hate to be the guy because I hate writing cover letters. But like, if you're looking for something specific, call it out in the job description, right? Like, hey, mm -hmm. shoot us a bullet point, you know, paragraph, whatever it is on answers to these three questions, right? Like, I think that's fair. I think, you know, most candidates would do that. And it gets you those quick answers where you may not have to filter through so much. So maybe if, if you can't fix the resume thing, because everybody's going to do it different, you can at least ask for a cover letter or some specific vetting questions that everybody has to do. There's an interesting, uh, she's making me think of with this question. Uh, I saw on Twitter, someone to get their dream job as a product manager or designer at Spotify, and their resume looked like the Spotify interface. Uh, what do we think about that, right? I mean, obviously very unique, it stands out, but like the opposite of standard, right? Yeah, I've seen that done. Um, so I have two examples I can give to that really quickly. First, I just looked at somebody's resume who was applying to Netflix and they need their entire resume, like Netflix themed, the cover letter, cover letter was themed, um, the logo was on, it was, uh, it, it was a great cover letter and it stood out like right away. And then second, we have a developer applied to Meta Intro once that made an entire landing page um, dedicated to Meta Intro, the branding. And he was obviously a developer um, and he was trying to get his like UI UX to stand out, which was amazing. We didn't end up hiring him. I don't know why, because that was like a super special application. Yep. So we got Jordan left a message. Um, excited to hear this one. Very cool. Let's see. Hey, recruiting ish team. Thank you for doing this. An example of a frustration that I'm currently experiencing in my hiring journey would be when companies want you slash really make you create a unique login just to be able to apply for a job with them. It's it just slows down the process. Um, and it can be quite frustrating when a few of them say, create a brand new Workday account with me, even though I have a Workday account with three other different companies, for some reason they can't all merge under one Workday account. So very appreciative and grateful for so far over 50% of the firms I've applied to that just have quick sheets that allow you to apply and hit submit or use the LinkedIn easy apply. But uh, that's just my two cents. Really appreciate your thoughts. Before we dive into that, can I tell you a horror story we had over the past two weeks with LinkedIn Apply? Please. Let's hear it. Sidebar story time. Um, one of our content creators, Richie, who is sharing his job search process in public uh, on YouTube. Um, he's looking for like a community management, social media, growth marketing role. Um, and he's been building blogging this whole journey so he goes to make his next video he's so excited he's going to record a video about this aptitude test 
that finance sent him for a community mod role. I mean, what a great job opportunity. Like that's for a community mod. That's like the dream to work at uh, one of these large companies. And he applied to the job using LinkedIn apply. He, he and I are on um, uh, a video call because, uh, you know, we we're going to try to like coach and go through the, the test together. And he starts it, realizes he can't screen record um, and he can't share it. So I hop off. I get a ping an hour later where he goes, all of my MetaMask, all of the tokens, all of the coins have been drained. And I was like, what? He goes, it was the job application. And I said, what? So... He apparently had to download something to go through this aptitude test. However, the email that he got said, like, finance is interviewing you. I looked up the email. It looked legit. The only thing I didn't think to ask was, hey, what is that domain name? Where is that domain name coming from? Who's sending it? And we go to look at it, and it's, like, total fraud. Um, And so... Poor Richie is now out $8,000, probably starved through like the job search process on Web3. Um, he just posted the YouTube video about it. Not only did that happen, his computer got hacked, like telegram messages were sent. I mean, it was like an absolute shit job. And so moral of the story is careful, wait and apply. Don't download anything. Always look at the email sender um, and... If it's good, too good to be true, it's probably too good to be true. They're very, very, very smart. That's crazy. Yeah. That was no, and I mean, I, I think that's like the, the funny thing that I think that shows as well as Jordan's frustration, right? Is like you forget how much information you're giving up at that application point, right? And I yeah. think for my workings on the HR side and recruiting side, like, those logins are somewhat to protect you, right? So like each website, they're housing their data, but like, where does that go, right? Like who has access to it? Who can see that? Are they sharing it? Are they selling it? I mean, you hear these horror stories of companies like LinkedIn farming resumes out or people's demographic information. Um, and it's frustrating, right? Cause like, what do you trust? If you can't trust LinkedIn, you got seven workday logins, can't keep track of all these, you know, greenhouse applications. It's like, it's a pain, right? And like, you, just like that, right? Like you could lose other stuff financially just by applying to a job. Yep. Which nobody thinks about. Isn't there a plugin for this? Like exactly for this issue where it stores like all of your financials um, like down to your work experience that can autofill these applications? Like doesn't that adjust? I haven't seen one, but if you know one, we might have to shout that out because that that would for sure save a ton of time. I mean, yeah, I think that's that's the hardest part. Yeah, this totally exists. All right, Jordan, this is the answer. Simple. Uh, Google Chrome has a has an extension called Simplify. Autofill your job applications. Hey, that could work. That's. It sounds like. Sounds like kind of like, you know, the LinkedIn easy apply, right? Like one click mm-hmm. takes all your info. You can save it down, save applications. Um, but if not on LinkedIn, right, it's like anybody can build an application portal, you know, like, 
who knows? You could go to Binance.something.com and it could be totally fake, right? Like you definitely got to watch out for where you're applying and what information you're putting in. Because sometimes, I mean, I've had to put in last four of social, it's got your address, it's got your birth date, like they could take any of that and go places with it. So, But I feel like even simplify is not solving Jordan's issue, right? Because if we have, see these, the ones that are in their screenshots here, uh, those types of job applications are not the problem. It's when they have like their own apparatus, right? Like they're kind of, they, they have their own server side application management system. And I mean, I guess this is, this, I, 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 it, the question made me ask like, whose fault is this, right? And so it makes me wonder, I, I guess these big organizations, they like the data of their job applications, right? I, I don't think, um, smaller companies wouldn't really think to like use that as a farm, like a lead farm. But you know, if you're Nestle, uh, some of these organizations, you know, you just have a ridiculous flow of people coming in to look for jobs. They see that as their, as a whole separate honeypot aside from their customers, they've got a whole other pool of data here. That's who knows if it's monetizable or if they just, you know, want to keep it that way. And I feel like that's where like you end up with like the chain of seven different workday accounts. And it's like, you got, uh, whatever company dot workday.com whatever company dot workday.com it really makes me wonder like who is out there that wants to have so much control over this data and why does there not exist a decentralized version of it yeah uh, is that another shill <laughs> <laughs> not sponsored by simplify by the way we do not endorse it yet no it's true it is a plugin do you think that this part of the job application process will ever be made public on chain? Like, do you think that there's going to be somebody that builds this? And do you think there's going, do you think there, even if someone was were to build this, do you think employers would want to use this? It's interesting when you have like these two-sided marketplaces, right? Because who's really more incentivized for this to work? And that's kind of like where it starts. Yeah. Alex, would you use like an on-chain ATS system? It's tough. It's the privacy thing, right? It's like privacy and access, I think, are the hardest parts. Um, and even in just normal, you know, candidate application pools, it's hard to control that. I mean, we as recruiters mostly have access to it. HR has access to it, but sometimes there's hiring managers. Sometimes there's contractors. I mean, it's it's hard to control it long term. On chain could fix it in like a standardized way of you know Web three companies applications. You know, if everybody got together and said, "Here's what we look for," that could help. Um, but I don't know. It's like it's still that decent part of blockchain, which is you know. Un untold unheard of right like i don't know if anybody's experimented with that if anybody knows of anything definitely shoot it to us let us know so we can check it out but we need something different right like i mean you talk about how the resume itself is as old as time itself the application has only gone from a written application to an online application and now it's sometimes you know 20 pages so how can you streamline it using you know blockchain or web3 tech all right, on to the next, the last one. Yes, last but not least here, this was an interesting fellow. Let's hear what Adam had to say. 
Hi, my name's Adam Weigold. I'm CEO of Decentric. And my problem with hiring people is the re resumes very rarely match the actual person. And a lot of the people we hire are inconsistent. Phony resumes, interesting one. Yeah. That's interesting. The first thing I want to say to that is maybe he needs a better uh, recruiter. He shouldn't be onboarding people. Uh, uh, they shouldn't be onboarding people into the company unless they've gone through like you know a thorough process. And if that's consistently happening, um, that's like a fundamental issue in their hiring process. Thoughts? Yeah. No. Definitely. I mean, I think. Especially, it sounds like, you know, he's probably startup, CEO, small team, maybe small amount of resources. Um, mm -hmm. Building the process before bringing somebody in, I think is helpful. Um, and as well, like having somebody skilled in recruiting to help you out with that, whether that's a recruiter, somebody from HR, or even an agency, um, it takes it off your plate, but it's also someone that knows how to do all that. So if it's something you don't have experience with and, and you're having you know struggles trying to figure it out, bring somebody in that does and it'll save you time, money, bad hires, all that stuff. Um, but as well, going back to the first conversation that we heard, you know, maybe it's your you know, job posting. Maybe you need some more information um, on what you're looking for, specific ranges of experience or skill sets. Um, you know, try referrals maybe instead of, you know, just applicants, like trying to get some more nurtured leads versus, you know, random people posting. Um, yeah, there, there could be a, a ton of stuff that's causing that. I think it's funny that we all kind of went to user error on this one for a second, uh, you know, better process, better uh, resume screening and everything. But I guess it did, uh, you know, he did kind of get to, it's interesting. I mean, resume not matching up with the person is... Uh, it seems like an extreme, like it's not like you're getting a totally different person, but, uh, I don't know, I guess, how are we kind of combating that? Is it just a matter of, you know, you got to get on that initial phone call and you can kind of pass a, uh, kind of like initial check that way. Um, I've seen like interview processes where you kind of have to film a little video, uh, answering some questions, maybe kind of just to make sure that there's, I don't know I, if this, I don't know if it's a response to bots or, uh, just people kind of squeaking through interview processes or what, but, um, I don't know. You know, he made me think in a couple of different directions other than just user error. Yeah. To me, it just sounds like he needs a tighter HR process. Maybe for him, what he needs to do is bring on a like recruitment consultant or recruiters for hire type of situation to show him how to run a better recruitment process so that he can build one internally. Because um, maybe he's off, maybe again, like he just said, early stage startup short on resources, how do I hire? And I think people forget that hiring is the first hard hurdle, the first highest hurdle you have to go over when you're building a startup is great. I have the resources. Now who do I hire and how do I hire? Where do I hire? Like, you know, all of those questions um, are the bottleneck into building. And so that's probably also what he's feeling. I'm, just, I'm totally assuming I haven't looked up his company to see how big they are. <laughs> But, it's probably uh, fair, especially when you consider like they're not, you know, it's more like HR professionals, right? I mean, he's probably uh, uh, doing programming or something totally different, right? Like the, I, to your point, it's uh, perfect that like some people just shouldn't be the ones kind of doing that part of the job sometimes. Yeah. Well, and I mean, from the candidate, like again, candidate perspective, maybe what's gone wrong there, 
it is in tech a thing, right? Like you hear about fake candidates, you hear about these call centers that are trying to get jobs and access into companies. Like it is real. I mean, you can check out, you know, different videos on YouTube of recruiters doing interviews and, you know, it looks all right, but there's like people in the background and nothing matches up and it's scripted. So it's definitely there. I mean, it's something you got to be careful of. Um, and it just takes a little bit more vetting, right? Like if you are a smaller company, make the process a little bit harder, right? Like raise your bar and make it so that, you know, hey, you do have to do a video interview a couple times. Um, you know, it's a challenge with remote. If you don't have them in person, it still could be fake until you get to day one and you see their experience. So it's definitely a problem. Um, I think there's a couple of different ways, um, but yeah, it's fixable for sure. Well, this was interesting doing this format. I'm excited to see what else. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm very excited to see what else kind of comes in. And I'm curious also, like looking back at these episodes in a year, how the problems change and how they're correlated with the market. Um, so, you know, hopefully we eventually get, you know, when the market picks back up and people are done doing their layouts and everybody's hiring again, I'm curious if we'll get people um, calling in saying like, I need help negotiating this offer. What do I do? Yeah. No, that's a good point. We're starting with like, I, the front end of the process, right? It yeah. sounds like applications, some of the interview stuff. What are we thinking for the, the next kind of call in? We want to do some similar hurdles or maybe we can focus on interviews. What do yeah. you think? Interviews would be great. I'd love to get some interview questions. But I get them in our Discord all the time of like, hey, yeah, like, hey, how do I answer? Tell me about yourself in the interview, you know, or how do I prepare for this interview? Um, that's coming up, you know, for this developer job. So um, let's try to get in some answer questions for that. Um, if you're listening and you want to send in an audio file, um, you can send in a quick audio file. Just make sure to introduce yourself. Tell us what kind of job you're looking for um, or what kind of role you're hiring for and then uh, what question you want answered. And you can send that to Nick, N-I-C-K at metaintro.com. Meta intro spelled meta intro. Um, I think that was great today, guys. For sure. No, appreciate everybody's everybody's help tuning in. I know it's it's stressful out there, but hang in there. The team here at Recruiting we're here to help. Um, let us know how we can do that. Reach out in any way. Follow us as well. Subscribe, comment, all the Discord and everything like that. But we'll catch you guys next week. Catch you guys next week.